You must choose. The challenge for many people is that they never make a choice. So you can't be determined if you don't determine anything. Determination is based in decision. If you don't make a decision, you can't be determined. Pretty exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreAllDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You're now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, <clears throat> approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is, we are on part seven, I believe this is part seven, of what is going to be, I predict, a 10-part series on why you fear success. Before we get into this, I remind you of two things. Number one, daily motivation text that I send out every single day, guaranteed to have you focus sharp and on point, but send a weekly one as well. All you got to do to join my text community is text me for free at my number 305-384-6894. If you don't get an immediate response back, then that means we are still working on some technical issues that will be fixed shortly, hopefully sooner rather than later. Second, work on your game university. You'd like to have me as your direct coach. You want to make more money this year. You want to stop telling yourself that I'm going to do it next year, next month, next week, tomorrow, and you want to actually start getting things done. You want to get things done three times faster with half the effort than what you've been doing up to this point because you have the right not only the right mindset, but also the right strategy, the right game plan, and the right principles that are directing all of that. Come to Work On Your Game University. That's the place where you can have me as your direct personal coach. Go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. The link is down below, and you can read about what we're doing in our program. You can see some feedback and case studies and testimonials from people who are working with us and who are currently working with us, and you can schedule a time to get on a call free of charge with us about where you're at, where you want to go, what's in your way, and we will tell you how everything works from there again. And that is at workonyourgameuniversity.com. With that out the way, let's pick it up right where we left off. We're picking up at point number 19. The topic again today is we are continuing our series on why you are in fear of success. Number 19, the unknown. Just things that you don't know what might happen. And you would rather stay with the things that you do know what will happen, like your current life, rather than stepping into success and dealing with stuff that you don't know what happened, which would be your future life. We have talked a lot in this series about the things that we either know through experience or through others that you have heard and about what can happen as you create more success in your life. A lot of what we've been talking about are things that you either know personally because you've experienced them, you've seen them, or you have logical, believable reasons to believe they will happen if and when you were to create more success, even if you have not personally experienced or seen them. But you are a unique individual. Every one of us is. And your situation is unique from everyone else's situation. So just because something happened to somebody else doesn't mean it's going to happen to you. Just because you do thing ABC does not mean the next thing is going to be D. Just because that's what happened with someone else doesn't mean it's going to happen with you. So it's inevitable 
that some things that happen when you become successful are things that you could not have possibly been prepared for because your situation is unique. You as a person is unique. The people you know are unique. A lot of the things that you are doing are unique, even if they are similar to what others are doing. And just because someone else did it and then you go do it doesn't mean you're going to get the exact same outcome. So this may be the very thing holding you back from success because there is some unknown there, also known as the void. We talked about the void in episode number 2733, living in the void. If you haven't listened to that episode, I would suggest you do. It's one of my favorite episodes, my favorite topics talking about stepping into the void. And when you want to become more successful, there is a void that you're going to step into. That unknown is the very thing that is holding you back from success. Human beings, we like predictability. We like to know what's going to happen. Why? Because we are creatures of habit. It is wired into us that we just want to know what's going on. We don't mind what goes on as long as we know that it's happening. Now, if you don't know that it's happening, that can really disturb people. We get really disturbed when something comes up that we were not expecting or we expecting something that it doesn't happen, we may get a little bit disappointed. As long as we know it's coming, then it usually works. For example, I go to a boxing gym and I work with a trainer a few times a week. And I remember he had me, there was another guy who would come and work with the same trainer. He would work, his session would be right after my session. So they'd be concurrent. So as soon as mine ended, the other guy would come, he worked with this other guy. And, and we're both like, no boxing experience guys. This guy weighs a lot more than me. So normally we wouldn't really be in the same weight class in actual boxing, but he has us spar against each other. Those who don't know what sparring is like practice combat sports, like a practice version of a combat sport. So he would have us spar on, let's say Wednesday, every Wednesday, or you guys are going to spar. So like my session would be before this other guy. So we would take the second half of my session and we would spar. And then he would go work with that other guy for the other half of what would be his session. So he basically halfway killing two birds and one stone, my trainer that is. So I knew we were going to spar every Wednesday. So for a few Wednesdays in a row, we would spar. And then it got to the point that when Wednesday was coming up, it would be like Sunday. And I would be thinking about, hey, I know I'm going to spar this guy on Wednesday. So I'll be replaying in my head the last sparring session, what went good, what went bad, what I'm going to do, how I'm going to be ready. I would just be mentally lathering myself up for this sparring session coming on Wednesday because it's, it's exciting. You get in a, a boxing ring with gloves on, somebody else get, had the ability to punch you in the face, you're going to be thinking about that. So I'm thinking about it and I'm getting ready for how I'm going to, going to attack this guy because I'm, every time I spar when I'm learning more about him. But then one day I come on a Wednesday, this is a few weeks ago, and my trainer says to me, hey, that other guy, he's not coming anymore. He's not coming anymore because he just didn't want to do boxing. Anymore. It had nothing to do with me personally, I don't think. He didn't want to do boxing anymore. He didn't want to keep the cash outweigh of paying the trainer. So he just stopped coming to the gym. So this guy just stopped coming. So it disappointed me because I was already that Wednesday. I was already I was thinking a whole week about him. Let's spar this guy on Wednesday. It's not like I was thinking about it all day, every day, but it was in the back of my mind. Like I'm looking forward to this Wednesday workout because I'm looking forward to getting in the ring and sparring with this guy because sparring is it is much more arousing, let's say, for lack of a better term, than just practicing boxing when you're not getting hit back with anybody. You're just hitting the bags or the pads or the mitts or doing drills. All of those things are necessary. You're going to learn how to box. But the sparring part is probably the most fun part. So then he didn't come. I was expecting it and then didn't happen. And then here's what happened. So this guy didn't come for a couple of weeks. So now I'm showing up to the gym knowing that we're going to work out with my trainer, but I'm not expecting to do any sparring. So last week from the date that I'm recording this, which will be months before you listen to it. But when I'm recording this a couple of weeks ago, we're in the gym and I see a guy, this guy's a real fighter. He's not a like amateur with no boxing experience like me. This guy's a real actual fighter. And he's even bigger than other guys in terms of weight. And boxing goes by weight classes. 
And this guy's in the gym and I saw him and I know him. I said, what's up to him? Hey, where you been? What's up to you? He's like, yeah, I'll be here for a while now because he's getting ready to go and actually be officially a professional boxer. And he's in there and my trainer's talking to him a little bit because he knows him as well. And we're doing our drills as usual, me and my trainer. My trainer says, well, you're going to get in the ring and you're going to spar against this guy. Now, again, this guy, this guy's a real fighter. Now, I know and he knows that he's not going to spar with me like he's fighting against in a real boxing match because he probably destroyed me because he's a real fighter and he's way heavier than me. He's like twice my weight. And this guy's literally over 300 pounds. So we wouldn't actually fight even if I was a real fighter because we're in different weight classes. But anyway, that day, I remember we sparred from when I'm recording this is about a week and a half ago. I wasn't mentally prepared for sparring because I wasn't thinking about it because I was not expecting it to happen. So it kind of got sprung on me. And we went in there and the first we did like four rounds. First two rounds, I sucked. I wasn't doing anything. I don't think I even landed a clean punch. Third and fourth rounds, I did a little bit better because my mind kind of got lathered up and ready to go and into it. The whole point being, I'm telling you all that to say this. We like to know what's coming and we tend to perform better when we know what's coming. I know that I do. I tend to perform better at things when I know what's coming, even if it's something that I don't necessarily want. Now, when it came to that, the box, I want to do that. I want to do it. That's the reason I go to the boxing gym. But even if we are dealing with something that we don't really want to do, we are better at dealing with it when we can anticipate that it's coming. And it was Seneca. He wrote a book called, well, he didn't actually, he didn't write it as a book, but it's a book called Letters from a Stoic. And this book is basically one of the foundational writings of the concept of Stoicism. And if you don't know about Stoicism, you can read up on it. And the book is called Letters from a Stoic, and one of my favorite books. And Seneca, who wrote it, he is basically writing this concept of Stoicism. Those of you who don't know who a Stoicism is, let me see if I can give you a definition of it so you can understand. And there's an author, a more contemporary author by the name of Ryan Holiday. He writes about Stoicism all the time. But the definition of Stoicism is indifference to pleasure or pain, impassiveness. That's what Stoicism is. Basically, having so much control over your emotions that you don't get too high on the high. You don't get high at all on the highs and you don't get low at all on the lows. You basically see everything through this kind of even keel lens. So let me give you another definition. A real or pretended Indifference to pleasure or pain, the bearing of pain without betraying feeling, calm fortitude. That's what Stoicism is about. So one of the things that Seneca says, and I know this because I've gone over the notes in that book so many times. He says, anything that we can anticipate coming is dealt with more easily than if we didn't anticipate it coming, no matter what it is. Again, it could be something you hate. As long as you know you have to deal with it, then it doesn't bother you as much than if something you hate gets sprung on you and you just got to deal with it immediately. If you know it's coming, it's much easier to handle. So for example, Every time I'm recording this on a Friday and tomorrow morning, I'm going to get up and I'm going to run about seven miles. And then after the run, I'm going to get have all this ice on me and this ice part. I don't actually enjoy the ice because I don't really like cold. I rather heat than cold. I always prefer hot over cold. Any type of sensation. That's why I like getting a jacuzzi. That part I look forward to. But before I get in the jacuzzi, I got to put all this ice on me. So I put ice on my calves, on my knees, on my hamstrings, all over my lower body after I run. You need to do this when you're an athlete because it helps reduce the inflammation in your body after you've done some type of workout. The older you are, the more you need it. So I know that I'm going to put that ice on tomorrow, even though I don't like putting the ice on. It won't bother me as much because I'm already thinking about it. I already know I'm going to do it. And I do it every time. So I'm used to it. I know exactly how much time I got to have the ice on me. I know exactly which body part. I know exactly how it's going to go. My feet as well. All of that. I know it's coming. So it won't bother me as much when it happens. That's what anticipation. That's the value of anticipation. When you know what's coming, the unknown is what bothers us. In combat sports, for example, let's take boxing that I was just using as an example. The punch that 
your opponent does not see coming is the one that knocks them out. So a lot of people, you watch boxing, you watch, let's say you go on YouTube and you queue up like crazy boxing knockouts, or they just show you the part of the fight where somebody gets knocked out. Like they just get punched in the head. Usually it's in the head. Often it can be in the body sometimes too. And the person just gets knocked out and the fight's over. It's not the power of the punch that knocks people out. A lot of people think that, that this person got knocked out because Mike Tyson is just a super strong puncher. So yes, you should be a strong puncher because that'll help increase the impact of a punch when you land it on an opponent. But is the fact that your opponent didn't anticipate the blow coming that really knocks them out. See, if I know you're about to punch me and I brace for you hitting me, it might stumble me back. You might land a nice shot. You might feel good about it. I might block it, whatever it may happen. But if I see it coming, then it won't hurt me as much than the punch that I didn't see coming. Because the one I didn't see coming, I can't brace myself for. That's the one that will knock me down. That's the one that really devastates me because I didn't see it. It's the same thing with human beings. We just want to see everything coming and we're good. But the unknown, when we don't know what that unknown is, that's the part that really perplexes us. And often, because it perplexes us, some people perplexes us so much that we would rather avoid anything that could lead to an unknown outcome like success. Despite all the YouTube, basketball, even this show, I started as a writer and I am still a prolific writer. As a matter of fact, I send out emails damn near every day. I call this the daily game email. I want you to get this every day to your inbox completely for free. So simply go to workonmygame.com. That's workonmygame.com. You get my emails directly to your inbox every day, free of charge. Again, that's workonmygame.com. Question. Are you looking for a health and wellness upgrade that's as easy as sipping your morning coffee? Or if you're like me, you don't even drink coffee. Meet AG1, the superhero of all-in-one supplements. With just one scoop a day, you'll experience a powerhouse blend of 75 essential nutrients, vitamins, and minerals that will have you feeling like you can leap tall buildings in a single bound. You can feel like it though, you don't even have to try it. AG1 is your personal health sidekick, packed with prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes to support optimal gut health. Now, what exactly does all that mean? That means you can say goodbye to those pesky nutrient gaps that you have in your system right now, and you probably don't even know it, and say hello to a vitality boost that will make you feel like you have superhuman strength. And this is all natural, clean stuff. But wait, there's more. When you take the leap and join the AG1 revolution right now, you'll unlock an incredible offer. You will enjoy a free one-year supply of vitamin D, which is a vital nutrient for a strong immune system and strong bones with your first order. Plus, you're going to receive five free AG1 travel packs, which are perfect for staying on top of your health routine wherever life takes you. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, you're tired of having to pack eight pills and nine different supplements every time you go somewhere or every time you wake up in the morning, you got to take all these different pills. You don't even know what they are. You can't remember what's what. You don't even know what the ingredients are on these things. Say goodbye to all of that. And try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first order. Go to drinkag1.com slash work on your game. That's drinkag1.com slash work on your game. Check it out and start your journey to a healthier, happier you. Your body will thank you for joining the AG1 Super Squad. Point number 20. We are talking today about why you may fear success. We are continuing our anticipated 10-part series. Number 20, stress. The stress of being successful. Now, there are different forms of stress in life. We talked about this. We have distress. That's the stress that most people are referring to when you hear people talk about 
being stressed out. That's usually the stress that they're talking about, right? I'm tired. I'm overworked. I'm overwhelmed. I don't know how I'm going to deal with this. There's too much stuff coming at me. I got too much on my plate. That's the negative kind of stress. Most of the time people say stress. That's what they're referring to. This is stress that makes you feel tired, old, turns your hair gray, makes you feel like you don't want to do or experience any more or whatever has contributed to the stress, right? This is the kind of stress you want to stay away from. On the other hand, you have eustress, E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S. Yes, this is a real word. Yes, this is a real thing. I did a whole episode on it back in episode 1348, eustress. What is eustress? Eustress is what we'll call the good type of stress. Definition of eustress is moderate or normal psychological stress interpreted as being beneficial. That's what eustress is. It's the good kind of stress that you actually do on purpose because you believe is going to make you better. I just gave you an example. I just told you I was in a boxing ring and, you know, my background is not in boxing. I'm in a boxing ring sparring with a guy who is a real fighter. And this dude has about 150 pounds of weight on me. And the reason that weight matters for those of you who don't understand is that when a person who's 300 pounds lands a power punch versus a person who's 180 pounds lands a power punch is a big difference. All right. That's the reason why it's a big deal to get in the ring with someone who weighs so much more than you. It's the reason why Mike Tyson and Floyd Mayweather didn't fight each other being that they were different time when so Tyson Fury and Floyd Mayweather didn't fight, even though they were both fighting at the same time because they're different weight classes. So that's you stress for me. I'm willing to put myself in that stressful position of getting in the ring with someone who's a real fighter and way bigger than me because it's going to make me better. I'm willing to deal with the you stress of getting up and running seven miles tomorrow morning. Nobody's making me do it. I'm doing it because I want to because I feel like it's going to make me better. Uh, and putting ice on me. I feel like that's going to make me better. There's a lot of things that hopefully you also do in your life on a daily basis that you don't really enjoy so much because the act itself may not be that enjoyable. I actually enjoy everything I told you. The ice I don't really enjoy, but the rest of it I enjoy. But you may do things that you know are going to be challenging to you. Let's just call it that way. You may enjoy the challenge, but you know it's going to be challenging. I know tomorrow when I run that seven miles, I know the point when it starts to feel the fatigue. I don't really start to feel the fatigue till about halfway through the run. So I'm going to run seven miles right about the turn point, right about three and a half miles. And the route that I'm going to run tomorrow at about three and a half miles, I'll be right at the entrance to Miami Beach. So I'll be actually it's kind of a little bit in Miami Beach, but I'm running. I run through this park and I basically go around the park and then I turn around and go back the other way. And when I get to that turn, that's about three and a half miles it was about the halfway point of my run. That's when I start to feel the fatigue. That's when my brain starts to say to me, hmm, maybe you want to take a little break here and just chill for a minute, then keep running. And I always want to push through that and run the whole thing without stopping. So I know that's going to happen. I know I'm going to feel challenged. I'm going to do it anyway. That's you stress. All right, this is the good stress. So lifting weights is a form of you stress. Pushing yourself to write 500 words a day for your book. That is you stress. Running a marathon when you normally, it's hard for you to walk around a block without losing your breath. That's you stress. All right, so here's the good news. Any type of challenge you face in life, you can choose whether to frame it as distress or you stress. Anything you face in life, something that you're facing right now, you may call it a distressful situation. We usually don't call it distressful. We just call it stressful, right? Because usually we just call all stress. We're usually referring to distress. But you can frame anything you go through in life as eustress. It doesn't have to be distress. Just because it's challenging doesn't mean it has to be the negative kind of stress. This can be the good kind of stress. All right, this can be good for me. Let me find the good in this. This is a matter of how you want to look at it, how you want to frame the situation. The situation itself does not force feelings on you. Situations do not force feelings on anyone. Can I say that one again? I want to write that one down because I like it. Situations do not force feelings on us. We choose the feeling. So it's a personal choice. 
So creating more success in your life and the challenges and expectations that come with it, challenges and expectations, can just as easily be eustress as it is distress work. It can be eustress working for you rather than distress working against you. It's your choice. You know those days in your life when you don't really feel like being at work, you don't really feel like doing the job that you're required to do, but you have to do it anyway? Yeah, those days. We call those days the third day. Everyone has them no matter what it is that you do. And you need to, if you're going to be a professional, have a system for getting through those days because they're going to happen. I wrote a book called The Third Day, the decision that separates the pros from the amateurs that systematically and strategically coaches you on how to get through those days so you can give your best effort when you least feel like it. I will give you a free copy of the book. Again, it's called The Third Day. All you have to do is cover the shipping and go to thirddaybook.com. Again, that's thirddaybook.com. Get a free copy of that book, How to Separate Yourself, the Pro, from the Amateurs by showing up and giving your best effort when you least feel like it. Just go to thirddaybook.com. Point number 21. We are talking today about why you may fear success. We're on point number 21 of our long, ongoing series. Number 21, more burden than happiness. Again, this is another one of those thinking your way out of something before you even do it. You may be saying to yourself, well, I want to be successful, but will it be worth it to do all this work to create the success? Will the problems and the haters and the negativity and distrust that come with success outweigh the positives and the good vibes and the goodwill that come with success? Will all the negatives that come with success outweigh the positives that come with success? And maybe some of the things I've said right here in this series might have you thinking this way. These are internal questions that you'll be asking yourself. And again, these will be sometimes conscious, sometimes unconscious, but only you can answer these questions. Anybody can pose them, but you got to answer them. Is it worth it? One way you can help yourself in answering this question is to ask yourself, what does happiness actually mean? When you say you want to be happy, what does that mean? Is part of your happiness about your accomplishments and achievements? Are your accomplishments and achievements contributing to your happiness? Is that part of the equation of your happiness? And there's nothing wrong with it if it is. I would say for me, yes, my accomplishments and achievements play a role in my happiness. So I'm not accomplishing or achieving anything. I don't feel as happy than if I am accomplishing and achieving things. And maybe some of you are like that and you can relate to this and you can relate to this mindset. And if you're familiar with my work, you've been following me for some time, you probably can tell that this is definitely part of my happiness to do things that are accomplishing and achieving type of activities. It makes me feel good to just go and do stuff that is moving me towards more accomplishment, more achievement. There's nothing wrong with it if it is. So you admit it if that's what it is. But you need to know for yourself, what is happiness? What makes you happy? Is part of your happiness being average and knowing that you are not reaching your full potential? Does that make you happy? Again, no right or wrong answer, but there needs to be an answer. Okay, so if being successful, what you choose to do, it is your life to live and your choice to make. And if you choose to be average, be average. If you want to be a high achiever, be a high achiever. But you must choose. The challenge for many people is that they never make a choice. So you can't be determined if you don't determine anything. Determination is based in decision. If you don't make a decision, you can't be determined. The challenge for many people, again, is not that you don't have the skill or the resources or the tools or the talent. It's that you have never made the choice to actually do anything. Therefore, we don't know what you need. So you got to make a choice. You got to get clear on what success and happiness mean for you and whether you can have both at the same time or not. And for some of you, maybe the answer is no. You can't be successful and happy because you feel or you have decided that being successful means you got to trade in your happiness. If that's the case, okay, now you got to choose. You got to make a decision. And a root of decision means to cut off. Something got to get cut off if that's the way you want to frame things. Now, you can change the framing and solve that problem, or you can keep the framing and now you got to, something got to go one way or another. 
All that said, let's recap today's class, which is we're picking up on our ongoing series here. Why you fear success. Number 19, the unknown. Human beings are great at adaptation. We can deal with pretty much anything and we deal with things even better when we know when it's coming. If you know something's coming, it's much easier to deal with it. Seneca talked about this in a book called Letters from a Stoic. You can take a punch to the face when you know it's coming. It devastates you when you don't see it coming. That's the one that hurts. Number 20, stress. Again, there are different forms of stress. Most of the stress that we refer to socially is distress. That's the negative stress to make you feel tired, old, gives you gray hair, makes you feel like you don't want to go on. You stress, though, is the other kind of stress, like lifting weights, running a marathon, pushing yourself to do something that you don't normally do, but you're doing it on purpose. Those are the kind of stresses that will actually make you better because you're doing them on purpose to make yourself stronger and tougher. Number 21, more burden and happiness. If you believe your success is going to create more of a burden and that negative outweigh the positives, you will self-sabotage and block yourself from getting to success because you think, whether right or wrong, that this success is not going to help you get better. It's actually going to make you worse. You have to decide whether you actually believe that and you're willing to sacrifice your success in the process or your happiness or B, if you want to try reframing the situation so that you can have both at the same time. But this is a choice and you must make one. All that said, make sure you are texting me so you're in my text community. Numbers down below in the description and you're going to work on your game university.com. That is the place where I do all my coaching. If you want to have me as your direct coach, you want to be in one of my group programs, you like to have me as your personal one-on-one coach, you got some options. Go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. Schedule time to get on a call with us. We'll take it from there. Work on your game. Dre all day. While you are here, don't forget to text me so you can be part of my texting community where you can ask me questions. You can share challenges with me. You are messaging me directly. You can get a direct response from me because I do read and reply to my messages. My number again, 305-384-6894. One more time, 305-384-6894. Make sure you text me because you never know when I'm going to send a message that could be the one thing you need to hear, the one thing you need to do, the one insight you need to get that could change your life. Make sure you message me. 305-384-6894. People often ask me, Dre, is there any way that I could work with you directly? Is there any way that I could talk to you on a regular basis? Just ask you questions, share with you what I'm doing and just get your feedback and your insight on where I'm going personally and professionally. The answer is yes. And the further answer is there's only one place to do that. That is work on your game university. That's the only place I do any coaching. It's the only place I work with anyone directly. All you have to do to get involved in the university is go to work on your game There you'll see all your options, whether you want to schedule a call with us, join one of our group programs, and we go from there. I'll see you inside. Again, that's work on your game university.com.